Welcome to the Sermon of the Week podcast. In this week's episode, Pastor John Clark gives the third part of the series on family with a message on family boundaries. We're going to segue into the next part. What we're going to do today, we're going to talk about family boundaries and borders set by God. But before we do that, I want to, today we're going to put up some pictures. I, I love pictures, and if the quality's not good, it's my fault. It's nobody else's fault. Let's put up that first picture there. I want you to see what a shazam, walla walla. There it is. Oh, you guys see that? That's what a house church in 1992 looked like in Columbia, Missouri. If you look carefully, you'll see Lana Sanders. You'll see Jill Walgast. You'll see Dr. Wardell. This, is, this was 92, right before we left Columbia. We knew Randy and Linda. They just hadn't, they hadn't seen the light yet. <laughs> that's a joke. They're, sorry, they're, that's a joke. They were there. We were good friends, and we knew JJ and Donna. They just weren't a part of our lives at that time. Uh, so, before we get started and talk, I want to tell some jokes because that's what I'm known for. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm not. But anyway, because I think, I think humor releases the Spirit of God. I really do. So here's one. Quarantine day number 57. I've started taking calls from telemarketers. Uh, some of them are actually quite nice. Jamar from Superior Insurance has a new baby. <laughs> Somebody's hitting me here. <laughs> What's he, does he say anything I need to know? Okay, never mind. All right, okay. Uh, when your boss texts you right in the middle of church, you're thinking, is, do I got something hanging out somewhere or whatever? Uh, I just bought six pounds of cheese. Won't need toilet paper now. <laughs> My wife and I play this fun game during quarantine. It's called... Why are you doing it that way? <clears throat> there are no winners to that game. I, th- I, thought, I thought that would get more laughs than it did. Sorry about that. Okay, so, yeah, there's a lot of downers during this season, but there's one bright spot, right? In this. Am I at the wrong crowd here? They're, they're cheering at home. Thank you. One bright spot in this corona season. <laughs> and if you don't like the Chiefs, well, as I told Randy and Linda, you'll see the light. You'll see the light one of these days. <clears throat> okay, so we should probably get busy here, right? We're going to talk about family boundaries and borders set by God. And we're going to have some fun today. This is going to be good. I'm telling you, this, this is going to be. It, you might know these things already. And if you do, then at least this will hopefully be entertaining for you if you already know what I'm going to say today. Acts 17, 26. And God has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times. Man, this, this verse is loaded. One blood, every man and race. To, that's, that's a whole other sermon that I can't preach today about racism. But I'm not going there. I'm going to do that. And he's determined their pre-appointed times. 
Oh, that's so rich. And he's determined the boundaries of their habitations. Is God a God of boundaries and borders? Yeah, he is. I love Proverbs 22, 8. I love this one too. Do not remove the ancient landmark. Don't move it and don't remove it, which your fathers have set at the boundary of your property. Whatever you do, don't remove the ancient landmark that your fathers have set at the, at the edge of your property. That's, that's a different translation that says that. What is, what is a boundary that, the, that one of my ancient ancestors set for me? Well, put up that next picture if you would. I think I've got these in order. This is my grandma Clark. This is my dad's mother. Oh, I love this woman. And when she died, we found in her Bible a covenant with the Lord that said, I covenant with God that everyone in my family is going to be saved and know Jesus and serve Jesus. And my grandma would have the same covenant. Don't you move that ancient boundary that your, that your ancestors have set. Before I was born, she was covenanting with God that all of her family would be saved, whatever it took. And the hound of heaven took her up on that. But that's a different story. But I will tell you, this woman was one of the best cooks I ever knew. Blue Eye, Lampy, Missouri, at the end of church every week, when we got home, there'd be fried potatoes and fried chicken and green beans and mashed taters and gravy and brown beans and four or five pies and cakes. That's why I am the way I am. No, it's not her fault. I love that woman. I love her. Don't you, don't you change those boundaries that, you're, that your ancestors have set. Don't you do it, because God's a God of boundaries. And I'll, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, I want to give three principles about boundaries and borders. By the way, I've asked Greg to do this, so don't think he's just kind of doing his own thing over there. He has permission to do that. And he's going to try to figure out the spirit of what I'm saying and maybe change the tune Principle number one, within all God's boundaries, now get this, our freedom and peace and joy and fulfillment, you will live your best life of freedom inside God's boundaries. Did y'all get that? If you don't get anything else I said, get that one today. Another principle, because the boundaries and the borders are talking about the edge and the, the limits. It's talking about the, the envelope, pushing the envelope and finding that limit, which I'm probably doing right now with the camera. I'm probably going off camera. <laughs> Don't cross that boundary, Nathan says to me. And if you violate it outside of the boundaries, you will find bondage. Outside of God's boundaries, you will find bondage and trouble. And I, I'm not quoting a scripture. I'm telling you from per, firsthand experience. This has been true every time I've tried this in my life. Freedom within the boundaries, bondage and trouble outside the boundaries. Principle number two. If I'm, and we're talking about boundaries set by God in family. So we're talking about family relationships. Number two, if I'm focusing too much on what your boundaries are, I'm probably going to violate mine. Did you all get that? If I'm, if I'm totally focused on what Krista's boundaries are in my marriage, 
I'm probably going to violate mine and cross mine. Think about that. Let that roll around. Number three, God can cross the boundaries anytime he wants. <laughs> God can cross those boundaries. It's getting too somber in here. We need, I need something. There you go. <laughs> God can cross the boundaries anytime he wants. And if he does, it'll be for your good. If he, if he violates the boundary, you say, thank you, Lord. This is good. This is good stuff. So we're going to talk about boundaries and borders within the context of family. And we're going to, before we move on, uh, somebody, I believe somebody's having trouble with their hearing and their ears today. Somebody's having trouble with their hearing and their ears. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. By the way, if you were having claustrophobia and vertigo and disorientation otherwise, be healed in Jesus' name. The Lord has recently healed me of that. <laughs> because that's the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age right now is doing this. It's trying to close in on you. So, we're going to talk about boundaries and borders in the immediate family. Everybody say immediate. Or as, as George Bush would say, nuclear. In the nuclear family. I liked President Bush. He, he just couldn't say nuclear. In the, in the nuclear, nuclear, immediate family. We're going to go through these really quick. These should be self-evident. I'm going to try to go through them quick. But these boundaries in your immediate family are fixed and they're required. These are not optional. Got it? So number one, boundaries and borders in your immediate. And I've, I've been, by the way, I've been in three different immediate families over my life. And I'll explain that a little bit more here in a second. Because this is important when you're talking about boundaries and borders in your immediate family. So when you're a spouse, let's go to when you're a spouse. Let's put up that, that next picture. These two are spouses. Is the plural of that spice? I don't know. Spouses? Spice? Spices? These two are freshly married. I think that's our marriage certificate, by the way, that I'm holding. I don't remember, but I think it was. It was something like that. Anyway, she, she'll set me straight later because I don't know. <clears throat> that, was a long, that was a long time ago. But when you're a spouse... Here's some, here's some boundaries set by God. Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Period. Bam. Required, fixed. Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Remain faithful to one another. Another version says remain faithful to one another. Proverbs 4, 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart and guard your heart spouses with all diligence because marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. So when you're a spouse, you should honor, honor, and stay faithful. Highest boundaries you will find. Honor and stay faithful. Do not violate. You will find trouble. But within that boundary, you will find freedom and your best life ever. Now, there's other things that I could talk about about marriage, but Pastor Ben and Pastor Jared have done that so well the last two or three weeks with their sermons and their podcast. So there's going to be a lot of things that go unsaid today because they've already said it, and it's not about boundaries. But, but sure, spouses are going to pray for one another and love one another and serve one another, prophesy of one another. Yes, you do all that, but let me tell you what the boundaries are. Do not violate this. Keep that, keep that bed faithful and undefiled. Uh, Here's a couple of goodies about my, my spouse. <laughs> we, she, here's some good quotes from her. You want to hear some good quotes that she's, that she's come up with the last few days? We were out 
in Kansas City last weekend walking, and she said to, oh, I, I lost it. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. To discover. <laughs> to discover, one must explore. That's good. Isn't that good? My spouse came up with that. Here's another good one she came up with yesterday, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, and she's going to correct me, but it goes like this. We've, we as a society have been hanging out and making apple pies a lot lately at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I just butchered that. She, she said it so eloquently. It was so good. We've been hanging out and making apple pies at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as a society lately. Good stuff. Uh, obviously, that went right over everybody's head. I don't, at home, they're, they're like, yeah! At home, that's what they're doing at home. Uh, because spouses are supposed to honor one another, put one another first, lay down your life for one another. For instance, this morning during Shiloh Hour pre-service prayer, about 8.30, man, it's just rocking along. And I walked in the kitchen and found out that two of our five dogs that we're watching this weekend, uh, two of those had found the mud hole. They found the mud hole, and there was mud all over my kitchen. And I'm sitting out there on that Zoom just being so spiritual, and all of a sudden I got a mop in my hand, and I'm cleaning the mop off the floor. And I'm listening to Linda just pray up a storm, and it was amazing. But the Lord said, you do it, and don't even let her know what's happening. Because you lay your, well, she'd already, she'd already ironed my shirt, see. She'd already ironed my shirt for me. So this is what spouses do. This, these are the boundaries. All right, moving, moving along. By the way, I believe there's somebody listening or here that's having trouble with your left knee. You're having left knee pain. And if that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, just be healed in Jesus' name. Moving on, when you're a child, what are the boundaries and borders in your immediate family? Let's put up that next picture there. This is, this is me. That's me. When you're a child in your, in your nuclear family, I was a child. When you're a child, here's what the boundaries and borders are. Ephesians 6 says, children, obey your parents. And there's more to it, but it says, obey your parents. For this is right, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So this is really plain. These are required. These are not optional in the immediate nu nuclear family. Children, obey your parents and honor your father and your mother. Now, that doesn't mean you won't love them and honor them and cherish them and all that other stuff. But here's the boundary. And the highest, the highest boundaries the Lord has set is honor and obey and respect and pray and love. Because with child, little Johnny, put little Johnny back up there again. He's so, he's so cute. Isn't he cute? <clears throat> probably I had to obey to wear that tie. It's probably, probably how that went down. Because there's a wide latitude of freedom as children within those boundaries. If you want to live your best life as a child or a teenager, you obey and you honor your, your parents. Even if you don't agree or understand or like it. If you, want, if you want to live your best life and find freedom, that, that's, that's it, right? That's the boundary right there. Because Proverbs says, do not move the ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors. Another, another version says, don't stealthily move back the boundary lines staked out, staked out long ago by your ancestors. And I, again, I, little Johnny there grew up to be bigger Johnny that was a real creep. And he, when he was a teenager... And he violated that boundary. And you know what he found? 
trouble and pain and bondage. Oh, you talk about bondage. It was horrible. I, I didn't think those ancestors knew what they were talking about. So I violated it, and I found out the hard way that, yes, that's true. Moving along, but before we do, I believe somebody's been having trouble uh, with headaches, especially tension headaches, the kind that kind of wrap around your head like a vice and kind of do that. Somebody's been having or has right now tension headaches. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. So what are the boundaries when you have siblings, brothers and sisters? <laughs> this is a fun one. This is a fun one. And this applies to all those extended relatives, your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and, and all those guys. Now, they're not in your nuclear family, but your, your brothers and your sisters are. Put up that next picture. By the, oh, there they are. Now, if you all don't know, where's Brandon? Did he, did he flip? Go get him. I'll go get him right now. Uh, these are my brothers, my biological brothers. Now, the top one is Nitwit Ned. <laughs> Kelly, his name's Kelly. Uh, this is Brandon's dad. This is your worship leader. Wave at everybody, Brandon. He's back there. This is his dad. Uh, Nitwit Ned's what he was here. And this is my other brother, Rick, down here. The, these are my goofy brothers. Put up the next one there. Next picture. There you are. Does anybody know who this is? This is Brandon. Right in the middle with his two brothers on the left there, Chad and Justin. His cousin, Kyle, my daughter, Rebecca, at her one-year-old birthday party. This is, this is Brandon and his siblings. What are the boundaries? When you got brothers and sisters, <clears throat> Hebrews 13 says, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. In other words, don't poke their eyes out. Don't kill them. Stop messing with them all the time and learn how to get along. This applies to the cousins and aunts and uncles and all that too. It, really, it does. Uh, <laughs> I love, there's another verse I love. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a brother is born for adversity. Can y'all say amen? Amen. <laughs> I'm on a different wavelength than you guys today. We're here to have, this is church. I know you haven't been to church like six months, but we're here to have fun today. A brother's born for adversity. Now, there's two ways you can take that, and I'm going to take them both ways. But th at this point, I'm going to tell you about my brother, Kelly, Nitwit Ned, who was six years older than me. He used to set me down and sit on me and smash my face and make me say words. He'd make me talk with my face like this, and he just laughed, and he thought that was the funniest thing ever. Now, my kids, one time we went to Florida and we had driven, driven like 14 hours to Panama City. And the kids were late, late kids, early teens-ish. And that was a long drive. And that night they were in the car and Rebecca and Tim were just going at each other like this. And they've been doing that for a long time. And I, I believe I had a word of knowledge from heaven. <clears throat> because I'm all gifted, you know. And the word of knowledge was, okay, y'all, Five minutes, pummel each other. Just get it out. And they stood there back there doing this and doing this and doing this. I said, but I don't want no blood and I don't want no tears. No blood in my car and no tears. Just pummel each other. And it took about five minutes and they got it out. And we had a peaceful vacation after that. So maybe that was a word of wisdom from God. I don't know. It seemed to work. 
brother is born for adversity, but a friend loves at all times. Okay, that's the, that's the boundaries for siblings. The next one, before we go there, I believe somebody's been having a problem with your left ear. It, somebody having a problem with their left ear and their left jaw. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, just be healed in Jesus' name. So the next one and the last one within the immediate nuclear family is what are the boundaries and borders when you're a parent? Put that next one up there, if you would. There they are. It's my mom and dad. Kenneth, who's now with the Lord. He's been with the Lord for three years. My mom, Betty. These were godly people. Remember Grandma Clark? Her, her prayers were answered. All I ever knew was going to church growing up. These people put that in us. My mom is now, uh, she's been in a nursing home since dad passed away. She has memory issues. And we found out this week that she tested positive for corona this week. And she's, she's doing pretty good. She's not feeling too bad. <clears throat> what about when you're a parent? What are, the, what are the boundaries set by God when you're a parent? Ephesians 6, 4. This is good. Parents, get this. Please, parents, get this. And you fathers and mothers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Stop. Pause. Selah. You're like, wait a minute. I didn't. That was not the top of my parenting class verses. Well, it should be. Parents, do not provoke your children to wrath. Other, other verses or other uh, versions say, do not exasperate your children to anger. Do not exasperate your children to exasperation. What does that mean? Stop picking at them all the time. Stop picking at them all the time. Don't, don't provoke them because you're trying to be the best parent ever. He said, don't do that. What, what does he say to do? And again, this is the word of God. This should be your top parenting verse if you're a parent. But bring them up in the training, the teaching, the discipline and admonition and instruction and counsel of the Lord. Fathers and mothers, don't provoke them and bring them up in the training of the Lord. Very simple. Now, there's other things you will do. You will pray for them and you will, you'll do this and you'll do that and you, should, and you should prophesy over your kids. You should prophesy over your kids on a regular basis. But what are the boundaries? Set by God, don't be provoking them all the time. And train them up in the ways of the Lord. Lay your life down for them. Teach them to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all, all your mind, all your strength. Lay your life down for them. Stay in the game. Be there. Show up. When you're a parent, by the Lord, uh, you're kind of in... Oh, there's another... I, I, there's one more picture there, I think. Yeah, well, that's me and my three kids. See, my three kids, Rebecca, Tim, and Emma. You're kind of in a fixer role, right? As parents, you're there to kind of help them fix their stuff, you know, their attitudes and, and all, their bikes and all the other stuff that you have to fix. But I'll tell you, prophesy over them. And let me tell you what Grandma Clark, in the back of my mind, what I remember about Grandma Clark, the, the first one I showed you. Hang on just a second. I remember her dancing me on her knee and singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. 
They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus. I remember this. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. You want to do one of the best things you can do for your kids is you teach them. You sing that song over them every day. Simple, old-fashioned. Get that in their spirit. If you want to prophesy over them, get that in your spirit. Okay, moving right along quickly. <laughs> I want, this is really where I wanted to get to. Because those nuclear boundaries do not change. But let's go to the next point, which says some family boundaries will change over time. Really? Does God have boundaries that might change over time? Some family boundaries will change over time. An example of that is the redemption. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant had these boundaries. The New Testament, the New Covenant had these boundaries. Now, there was a lot of crossover there, but things changed. The Lord said, we got different boundaries. If you're going to follow me now, there's different boundaries. So let's talk about some fun ones. When a child becomes an adult and they, they go from one nuclear immediate family to another nuclear immediate family. Let's put up that next picture there. These are my three kids. Bottom shows them when they were in my immediate nuclear family. The top shows them they're adults now. And give me, give me some verses. Okay, here's some verses. Because when these family boundaries shift and change, these are not as hard and fixed. These are more of a choice. These are optional. I'm coming back to that. Mark 10, 7. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and what? Cleave to who? A new family. There's now a new immediate nuclear family. Sorry. They are no longer in your immediate family. They went to another immediate family. Well, you say, well, what about, but that's when you get married. Well, what about 1 Corinthians 13, 11? It says, when I was a child, da, 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 da. But when I grew up, when I grew up, there's this concept out there called the age of accountability with the Lord. And honestly, I don't know what it is because the, the Lord doesn't say in the Bible what that is. But I, but I guarantee it, there's an age of accountability. Sorry, I'm not preaching. I should preach more to the live stream. There's an age of accountability that the Lord says they answer to me directly now. Primarily. Only. Obviously when they get married. But they don't have to be married to be at the age of accountability where God's going to say, you answer to me directly only. No longer do you have to obey your parents. Now get this. Because if you are focused on their boundaries too much, you're going to violate your own. And I know this because I'm obviously dealing with this with my three adult kids now. <laughs> the empty nest syndrome. <laughs> Don't you change those ancient boundaries, but these shift. These shift. So they're no longer required to obey. But, here's a, but obviously they should, if they're smart, love, respect, and honor. Now, if they're smart, they'll, they'll honor because the, the nature changes from to a friendship-type relationship primarily. And, you know, a brother's born for adversity, but a friend loves at all times. 
So now there's this duality of, of relationship boundaries because the parents will always be the parents. That's, that will never change, but now they're friends. And they were friends before. Don't, don't, please don't take this wrong. But now the focus of what they are is friends. They'll always be parents, but the focus of what they are is friends because these kids now answer directly to the Lord only. And I hope that doesn't offend, but this will free you up. And it's freeing me up. I'm getting free now. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, let's move right along. Uh, I believe there's somebody out here that's been having trouble with indigestion. Acid, reflux, heartburn. Probably everybody right now in the season of the coronas, as that one guy said, been having some heartburn and indigestion. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now let's move on to the next the next boundary that will shift over time. <clears throat> the adult child. Let's put up the next picture there. So here's, here's old Johnny and his firstborn, Rebecca. This was, my, this was my second immediate family. My first immediate family was Kenneth and Betty. You saw their picture. Rick and Kelly and John. And there came a point when none of those were in my immediate family anymore. Krista, Tim, Emma, and Rebecca were. Well, that's what's happening here. This is immediate family number two, right here. Isn't she, isn't she go, now, take a good look at her face. Now, put up the next picture. Oh, that's her. But now she's an adult. But she got her own. Look at that face. Who does that face look like, that baby? It looked like her mama. I got pictures. I could have put them up. Spitting images. They were both jaundiced at birth. They looked... Sorry if I'm getting out there. They, they look just like each other. Put up the next picture. Emma Kate. She'll be about three months any day now. Y'all have to look at my family pictures. You realize that, right? I have a captive audience. Put up the next picture. Oh, Papa is now a grandpa. What are the boundaries? Is there, no, I think that's it. I think that's the last one. What are the boundaries? <laughs> well, this is, this is one of those shifting things. What does God expect? What does it look like? I'll tell you what it looks like from my side because I've already told you what the kids have to do, Right? Now let me tell you from my side. Old Papa is now Papa Papa. He's, he's Grandpapa. Well, it's a duality of borders again. Because now, I, the border really is primarily a friend with my, my adult kids and my grandkids. I'm always going to be Pop. But there's a duality of borders. And the Lord says a friend loves at all times. And now I'm the friend. <laughs> I think this is what's fun about it. You get to love them and send them home. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that. What do you do with them? What do you do with your adult kids? And your grand you stay in the game. You show up at the table. You stay there. You, you make sure your presence is there. As a friend, as a friend first, and as a grandpa. Also, I'll tell you what you do, Grandpa. 
stop. You sing this to him. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little one to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, imitate. Jesus loves you. Yes, imitate. Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. The Bible tells you so, and I'm telling you so, and God will tell you so. You get that in those grandkids as a friend, <laughs> as an old grandpa. <laughs> you stay at the table. You prophesy over them. By teaching them that, you prophesy over them with your duality of borders because you have to re-relate. If I try to maintain the, the previous borders, I'm going to be violating that all the time. And the Lord said, they're mine. The Lord was so gracious to me when Rebecca was born. He told me, he said, she's mine. Don't you ever forget it. That first picture where she was jaundiced, she's mine. Don't you ever forget it. And when, when she comes to the age of accountability, I got her. And I will covenant with you, Papa, about your kids and your grandkids. They will all serve the Lord. They will all know Jesus because of my covenant that I have with them. But we have to re-relate so we don't violate the boundaries. Next one, let's see. Uh, I, can't read, uh, I can't read that word of knowledge. Uh, somebody's having some pain somewhere. Uh, <laughs> heal pain. Somebody's having heal pain out there somewhere. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed of your heal pain in Jesus' name. Another bound, Some boundaries uh, don't change much over time. We'll hit these real quick. Your siblings. Your si let's, let's, do, I, I, do I have one there? No, no, I don't have one there. Uh, it, it doesn't change much, right? But now you're just adults, right? So that boundary really doesn't change much when you're adults, me and my brothers and Tim and Rebecca and Emma. But Proverbs 17, 17, I love this. It says, a brother's born for adversity, but a friend loves at all times. The New Living Translation says, a brother's born to help in times of need. See, that's the other side of adversity. When adversity is here, your brothers, that's what they're there for. What does that mean, practically speaking? You can borrow the truck. <clears throat> it's a joke. I'm just, I'm just, my delivery is just not very good today. They're, they're born to help. They're there to help in a time of need. So that means you can borrow the truck, and, and it can help you move and that kind of thing. Moving right along, somebody out there is having TMJ problems, problems with your temporomandibular joint. If that's you, be healed in Jesus' name right now. Be healed. Last and certainly not least, some family boundaries do not change. Everybody say, do not change. Over time, they don't change. That is the spouse. That is the marriage. There's no shifting of these boundaries. It stays exactly the same. Because what you'll find if you live long enough, which I now have, is I'm on my third immediate nuclear family. And it's me and Krista. That one that does not change. Let the marriage bed be undefiled. Let it be faithful. Honor that relationship. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Don't change that boundary that, that, your, ancients, that your ancestors have set. Don't change that because this one is the highest mimicking of what a natural family is on planet Earth. Have you ever thought about this? A man and a wife hopefully are not blood related. Now around here they might be. 
but they're not supposed to be bloodline related. So they're not stuck with each other. Everybody else's blood. Grandma and grandpa, pop, mom and pop, brothers, dumb brothers and sisters, kids and grandkids, they're all blood. They're stuck with you, but your spouse is not blood. And the Lord says, this is the prize. This is the one that's, that mimics God and us and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the true prize, the highest valued relationship of all. And you guard that and you, you protect it. You be faithful. You honor that. You go home today and you give those dogs bath that have mud all over their feet. Woo! Somebody got excited about that. Because this duality of relationship that we've been talking about. So let's stop for just a minute and let's think. When I became a Christian and I gave my life to Jesus and the Father God, here's the relationship. Father, Son, right? And when I gave my life to Jesus, here's the relationship. Jesus, you are my master and my king. So I've got a master and a king and a father. Over time, what do we become? Friends and spouses. Jesus will always be my king and I will always be his servant, but he is now a part of my husband. I am now a spouse to him. I have a duality of relationship and the father calls me friend now. He's always my father. There's a duality of borders and boundaries with the father and Jesus. And it mimics what we have to go through and we get to go through so perfectly. If that is anything you, if you don't have that and that's anything you want, let's just, let's just do this. I love to say this prayer every day. I love to say this prayer. Would you, would you all pray a rededication prayer with me right now if you're at home? Would you just say this after me? Just say, I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for little me. I do believe you're the Son of God. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you. I turn away from everything that's not of you. Fill me with your spirit and your joy and your peace. My life will never be the same. Thank you for becoming my friend and my spouse. Amen. Amen. If anybody today prayed that prayer for the first time, first thing I would ask is, how do you feel right now? Because <laughs> when you get born again, something changes and you'll feel it. I've, I've been had the privilege the last three or four months, about maybe one a week or just under that people that I get to pray that prayer with, born again prayer out, out there. And they'll say, man, I feel great. Wow. I say, you should because you just got born again. Your old man's passed away and everything's become new now. So if that's you, if that's you at the live stream, just send us a message. Call the church office. Let us know. We love to find out when people have, have now accepted the Lord in that way. Also, throughout today's, if any of those words of knowledge were you, check, check it right now if you can and just see if the Lord healed any of those words of knowledge, any of those afflictions. 
And if he did, would you let us know? Live stream at home, let us know. And uh, if not, if, if, it's, if not, then but as we end the service today at home, I just encourage you guys to take five minutes and pray for one another in your, in your houses, in your house churches. We're going to do that here. Just as soon as we're done, we're going to pray for one another. Take about five minutes and pray for one another. But let us know if you got healed of any of those afflictions today. Let us know because God is good. As we end, I want, there's one last thing I want to do. Did you guys sing this with me? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. We just prophesied again. Prophesied over all of you to your kids and your grandkids. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week podcast. Sermons are livecasted every Sunday, 10 a.m. Central, on Facebook and YouTube. Find out more about us by visiting our Facebook page or visiting our website at Abundant.us.